This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and television program. Presented by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Visit Acura.ca for our latest lineup, special offers, and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome to Golf Talk Canada as we get set to kick off Season 8 of GTC Radio. Saturday, February the 3rd, Bob and I are back live for the 8th season of Golf Talk Canada. Where has the time gone? Absolutely incredible. It was a great year for us and today we're going to hear from some of our great Canadian players and some one-on-ones that we did throughout the year. Bob had the opportunity to speak with Corey Connors, David Hearn, Brad Fritch, talk about the state of their game and the upcoming season of 2018, all in very different situations as we head into the 2018 campaign. We will start with the man that had a huge year, Adam Hadwin. He won, he shot 59, played in the majors, and made it to the President's Cup. Here is Bob Weeks with Canada's own Adam Hadwin. And here's Adam Hadwin, fresh off a, uh, a wonderful season and uh, into a nice deserving break. And um I know you're uh, you're cooped up in uh, warm Arizona here as we get the chill across northern part of the country here. Um, as you look back now uh, on the year that was, and so many things happened, so many breakthrough moments uh, occurred for you over the season, how do you kind of wrap it all up in your mind? Yeah, you know, obviously the year didn't end uh, the way that I would have wanted. Um, sort of the last half of the year uh, was a bit of a struggle, and had a few bright spots there at a couple of events, but um, you know, overall, uh, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't the play that was happening in the first half of the year, and um, you know, I, I was definitely looking forward to a break. And um, you know, it kind of at the end there it didn't even feel like I deserved a break uh, the way I was flying. But um, now, you know, you get some time to kind of relax a little bit and 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 give thought to what went on this year and. Um, you know, it was an incredible season. Um, you know, all everything kind of came together. Uh, I played some some of the best golf of my career. Well, the best golf of my career um, from a consistency basis, and um, more than anything, it just kind of I don't know, not maybe not prove, proven to the world or proven to Canada, but sort of more than anything, proven to myself that you know I know that if I keep working on the right things and, and keep doing what I'm doing, that. I'm going to be able to compete with the best players in the world at, uh, you know, at the best events on the best golf courses. And um, it's a spot that, you know, I'd like to, to be for the rest of my career. How tough is it to kind of wrap your head around? You talked about the kind of the slow second half, but how tough is it to wrap your head around the fact that as good as you played in the first half, you'd simply, and probably no golfer other than perhaps Tiger and Jack can kind of keep that level of play for an entire season or has not been able to at this point. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's incredible. Um, you look at the guys like DJ and Jordan and, and Rory when he was going through it and Jason when he was winning everything. I mean, you know, I was playing at a high level and I'm, you know, finishing top 20. <laughs> you know, they're, they're winning seven times in, in 25 events. So, uh, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, you know, the stamina that they that you have to have to kind of play at the, that highest level week in and week out. Um you know, I, I was experiencing a little bit of the, the media, I guess, uh, once I started to play a little bit better, especially those two events at uh, Valspar and, and Bay Hill. But, um, you know, they're going through that every week. Uh, they're going through that every week. Uh, 
you know, time management and everything, everything's got to be so spot on. And I've been able to sort of get away with, um, you know, maybe being a little bit lax in that department at times. But, um, you know, the professionalism that they have to bring in order to be the top player is is, is extremely amazing. And it's an underrated uh, ability, you know, once you get there, A, to get there and B, to be able to maintain it. And, um you know, obviously, I got a taste of it this year, um, cracking in the top top 50 in the world this year, and um, you know, it's uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty sweet spot to be in for sure. You know, you get to plan a schedule, you get to play the second season that everybody talks about, where uh, you know you get the majors and the WGCs, and um, you're sort of playing the second schedule of the PGA Tour. But um, it's about going out there now and and getting better and learning from what I just went through and, um, you know, increasing those high finishes, playing well in the WGCs and the majors this year and um, sort of showing that it wasn't uh, a flash in the pan. It wasn't just, you know, six or seven good events last year. It was, you know, I'm going to be here uh, for a while for a number of years. How do you plan your year and how will your year next year, or the I guess you've already started it, but, but going through to 2018, how will it look different um, and how will you approach it differently than you did this year? Obviously, the schedule changes. Yeah, I mean, schedule changes a little bit. Um, you know, the nicest thing, the easiest thing is that I can plan the schedule and know that I'm in the events. Um, that's that's the biggest thing. Whereas, you know, even the previous two years, you know, event like the Memorial or Bay Hill, I wasn't in yet. Um, I had to sort of see how the year was going, whether or not I played well, whether or not I was going to get into my number, that type of thing. Um, so even events like that, I know that I'm going to be in. Um, you know, obviously the WGCs now, I can plan to be there um, uh, outside of the match play, which, you know, is obviously a goal to stay inside the top 64 so I can qualify for that. But, you know, and same thing with the majors. So you can put those big events on the schedule and then you can kind of plan the rest of events around that. And um, that's the first time in, you know, in three years that I've been able to do that. So, um this is great. Um, it's 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 exciting. Uh, the other thing that's going to let us, I'm going to be able to stick to a schedule. So I'm going to be able to say this is my schedule. This these are when my weeks off are, and stick to it. Whereas the last few years I've kind of been flying by the seat of my pants a little bit. How do I feel? Am I tired? Do I need a week off? That type of thing. So this is going to be the first year where I'm I'm actually going to you know put a schedule down. I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to play these events, whether I'm playing poorly, whether I'm playing well. Um, and then this is the practice plan to make sure that I don't play poorly. So you'll be able to plan things like honeymoons and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> huh. You know what? You know, this this uh, this 2017 year has been a, an extremely big year for me, um, you know, personally and professionally. And, you know, I feel like 2018 is going to be nice because there's no planning of anything. The honeymoon's over, the wedding's <laughs> over. You know, we've we've had a do- we've got a dog now, so that that's settled down. You know, we can just get out there and focus on golf finally. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I saw you at the first event of the season last year at Safeway in Napa, and you told me that the one thing you wanted to try and improve upon was was into the greens and around the greens, and if you could move that uh, statistically up marginally, you'd, you'd probably have a pretty good year, which you did. Is there something you're looking at? going into to 2018 that you want to sharpen up a little bit? You know, uh, to be quite honest, it's pretty much the same thing. Just get marginally better again. Um, you know, I think I did a really good job, especially, I mean, 
I'm sure that if I broke down the statistics from the first half and the second half of last year, that they they got significantly worse in those two categories, and, and partly why I played poorly. But um, certainly that first half was great. You know, I came out, uh, started hitting more greens. Um, obviously, the putter stayed well. I mean, yes, you could say the putter got a little bit worse, but I mean, if you're staying in the top 40 in, in the putting category on PGA Tour, you'll have some success. So. Um, for me, again, it's just looking at, you know, being consistent with the iron play a little bit more uh, frequently, you know, instead of having good weeks and bad weeks, just, you know, continuing instead of the bad weeks being as bad as they are, if I can get those marginally better um, and then still improving on the short game, that's still been an area of mine that has lacked throughout the years and, um, um going through puberty still, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm still trying to get better. Um, I'm still working my butt off on it. Um, and, uh, you know, just whether it's maybe different grasses, different courses, or you're just spending a little bit more time during practice rounds, whatever the case, I mean, Ralph and I will put, put together a practice plan, and um, we'll just keep getting better, um, you know. And then the other side of things, just improve upon the time management, um, get my rest when I need it, and, um, and just, yeah, just get better from all aspects. Uh, I mean, the, a guy who sort of went through that before you was a guy you spent some time with in October at the, the President's Cup in Mike Weir. How did how did your relationship with him change, strengthen, whatever, over that experience? It was great. Um, you know, I think more than anything, we just kind of got to know each other a little bit better. Um, you know, being able to spend some time with him off the course in such a social setting, playing some ping pong, having a beer, um, you know, just sitting down for, for dinners with him and just, you know, getting to know him a little bit better and, and um, you know, his story and his life and um, and all that kind of stuff. It it just kind of brought us a little bit closer. And, um, you know, I, I, Mike's had such a, a great career and, and probably, you know, up to this point, probably the best Canadian golfer that we've had, at least from the male perspective anyways. And, um you know, that's certainly something uh, to kind of chase a little bit. Um, you know, chase his records and his wins and, and see if you can't uh, top his major total. But um, that's great. Somebody that, you know, certainly if, if I ever needed anything, um, he's just a, you know, a text or a phone call away. You know, he told me not to not to hesitate to, to ask him anything. And, um you know, what would be great is uh, we talked at the President's Cup, being able to maybe spend some time together at some point and and talk about the short game because he's kind of that guy. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, world-renowned for his wedges and, and how good it was and um, how good they were and, I mean, to this day still are. Um, so, you know, for a guy who struggles basically with his wedges, um, you can't get a much better guy to kind of learn from. So. Sounds good. Uh, we wish you all the best of luck and the continued success. Thanks for spending some time with us. No problems. Thanks, Bob. So much change in Adam Hadwin's life in 2017. Good change. And finally got that honeymoon six months later. But eventually, uh, the Hadwins celebrated their marriage this year and found themselves on honeymoon. So good things for Adam Hadwin coming in 2018. More good things coming for Corey Connors. We'll hear from him next. PGA Tour rookie Corey Connors with Bob Weeks. This is our Canadian Interviews edition of GTC. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision, crafted performance. 
Visit Acura.ca for our latest lineup, special offers, and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new P790 irons with speed foam technology. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Mark Zucchino with you here today. Uh, Bob Weeks not with me in studio, but Bob had the opportunity to speak to some of our finer Canadian talents near the end of the 2017 campaign. And we've assembled those interviews for you here today on a best of Canadian PGA Tour edition of Golf Talk Canada. We're back live for season eight of Golf Talk Canada Radio. Bob and I are both here Saturday, February the 3rd, and we'll kick off Golf Talk Canada's television season in the middle of March, so stay tuned for that as well. But radio kicks off Saturday, February the 3rd. Do not miss the debut, Golf Talk Canada, Season 8. Where did the time go? We just heard from Adam Hadwin. Adam Hadwin, obviously, a bit of a breakout year in 2017. Got to play in all four majors shot the 59, got the W, played on the international team against uh, Team USA at Liberty National for the President's Cup. He got married. What a year for Adam Hadwin. But 2018 could be a similar year of breakout and change and growth for one Corey Connors. Now, near the end of 2017, he graduated from the Web.com Tour to the PGA Tour to start his rookie campaign on the PGA Tour. And in fact, so far, so good for Corey Connors. He has yet to miss a cut in 2017-18. Safeway Open, Sanderson Farms Championship, Shriners Hospitals for Children Open, OHL Classic in Mayakoba, and the RSM Classic. He is 5 for 5 with cuts made in his PGA Tour rookie campaign. Now, we're recording this special here near the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, so there's a possibility by the time uh, this special has run that uh, Corey Connors may have pegged it up again at some point on the PGA Tour, and we hope that his success continues. He had the opportunity to speak with Bob Weeks about his season so far, the season that was 2017, and what to expect in 2018. And here is Corey Connors, who is uh, one of the two newest Canadians on the PGA Tour for 2017-2018. Uh, and, uh, Corey, it must feel kind of nice after a lot of hard work and a lot of effort and a lot of aeroplan miles um, to uh, to get yourself uh, where you've always wanted to be. Yeah, it sure does feel amazing. I'm really excited for the upcoming season. Kind of got a taste for the the tour this fall and the, the beginning of the, the wraparound season. But I'm I'm really excited and feel like I belong out there, so it'll be uh, a great uh, 2018. Before we get into to your uh, debut on the PGA Tour, just take us back through 2017 and, and the kind of satisfaction you have from playing different places, different courses, and, and managing at the end of the day to kind of get to uh, where you want it to be. Yeah, I guess uh, looking back to the beginning of the year, it seems like it was more than just a year ago, but uh, starting out with kind of partial status on the web.com tour and having a really good start to the year and, and building that into status for the full club season and then ultimately earning the PGA tour card at the, at the end through the web final series. Um, yeah, it's, 
is feels feels awesome. Obviously, played in a lot of different climates, a lot of a couple of different countries, and um, definitely a lot of different golf courses. So it feels it feels awesome to kind of been able to get get through that and know that my game can can stack up basically anywhere and I can have success. And I've had a lot of great learning experiences, even the in the previous years on the McKenzie Tour and then the PGA Tour Latino America. So I think that's all kind of helped shape me as a golfer and and a person and I kind of know how to handle different situations now and I'm really excited for the future. And you got off to a great start, uh, made all your cuts in your first uh, few events out there. You've, you've improved your status considerably. Um, was there any adjustment to moving to the PGA Tour other than the fact that the courtesy cars are a little bit nicer? <laughs> yes. Well, really didn't have a really didn't have a lot of of off time between basically went right from the final web event to uh, Napa, California, and uh, yeah, the the golf still gotta still gotta just play play the golf course. Obviously, the fields are a little bit deeper with with talented guys, but um, I tried to not really change anything up. Obviously, quite enjoyed the treatment that the the PGA Tour players receive with the nice courtesy cars and and great food and um, all the facilities are are first class. They just take such good care of the players. But yeah, I wouldn't say there was a huge difference with the golf. Um, just tried to kind of play my game and uh, fortunately I was able to make all the cuts. Really had to grind a few of those weeks where I didn't quite have my my best stuff. There's some things I would have liked to have done a little bit better but it feels awesome to know that I can kind of grind it out in Mexico I made four birdies in the last six holes to make the cut on the number which you kind of know I kind of knew where I was sitting at that point and knew I had to make some moves so that felt really nice to be able to do that unfortunately didn't really carry that momentum through the weekend but it's been uh, been a lot of fun I've definitely learned some things and yeah like I said again really excited going forward uh you have a nice break right now i'm sure it's it's well needed what what's what's more important for you in this break is it the mental recharge the physical recharge or just uh all of the above kind of yeah i think all of the above um kind of my body was starting to get a little tired could tell over the last the last couple months even uh, it was a really long long year with I mean, it's not uh, it's not that glamorous traveling traveling every week you, you at the golf course for long hours and working really hard every single day so it does take a toll on the body and definitely the physical and mental recharge this little break will will be nice and there are a few things I'm looking forward to working on in my game as well so that'll be uh that'll be nice once I start yeah uh, get, get a little more energy <laughs> Well, there he is, the uh, the biggest sports hero to come out of Lifta Wilson, Cyclone Taylor. Uh, Corey, I uh, <laughs> wish you all the best over the holidays and uh, and great luck in uh, in 2018 when you get back at it. All right, thanks very much. Good luck to Corey Connors the rest of the way. Such a challenge sometimes when players come out. It was so impressive last year, really, with uh, Mackenzie Hughes, who won so early in his PGA Tour career. It is very different when you get to the big stage. Yeah, they come off the web.com. If you can win on the web.com, you can pretty much win everywhere. But now you've kind of you know, got the graduation. You're playing against the best players in the world. But the most challenging thing is that you know players have been out there a long time. There are guys that have been out there forever and a day. They've seen these golf courses a million times. They know the routine. They know where to stay. They know how to get around. 
So for rookies like Mackenzie Hughes in the previous year to get out there and win early, it's very impressive. Now, Corey Connors, he's going to have to do that this year, see these golf courses for the first time and compete against guys that have been competing on most of these golf courses for quite some time. So good luck to Corey, playing well so far. Expect good things from him in 2018. On the other side, we're going to continue our interview special, and we're going to switch gears to a veteran. David Hearn, who finds himself in a very different category heading into 2018. It's a tough spot, but Hearn ready for the challenge of 2018. David Hearn coming up next. This is our Golf Talk Canada Canadian Interview PGA Tour special right here on GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new P790 Irons with Speed Foam Technology. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. There's a keynote in studio today. Weeksy not with me as we're taking a look at some of our best one-on-ones with some of our finest Canadian players on the PGA Tour. Bob had the opportunity to catch up with a handful of them late in 2017. We heard from Adam Hadwin in his breakout season of 2017 and looking forward to 2018. We heard from Corey Connors, who is really looking forward to 2018 as he is a rookie on the PGA Tour, and so far playing quite well. Now we will switch gears, however, to a player who is a good friend at Golf Talk Canada. Certainly one of the best guys out there has come so close to winning in the past. Lost a playoff at the Greenbrier Classic, lost a playoff at the John Deere Classic, which was eventually won by Jordan Spieth, and he came oh so close just a few years back at the Canadian Open, almost breaking that jinx and finally getting a Canadian to get it done on Canadian soil, but it wasn't meant to be. But he handled the pressure beautifully and played so well. We're talking about, of course, David Hearn, one of the good guys out there on the PGA Tour, and Hearnsey in a bit of a tough situation as we look to 2018. He's in that conditional status on the PGA Tour, 126 to 150, that window So hard to uh, get starts, and when you do get starts, you need to play well. Now, Hearn believes in his game, believes in the work he's been doing. He's very positive about his position and status on the PGA Tour and is looking forward to the challenge that 2018 has. So far, not bad. He is T54, T59, and T17 in three of his four starts. Just the one miscut in Vegas at the Shriners Hospitals for Children's Open. So David Hearn. The PGA Tour veteran, ready for 2018 and ready to get full-time status back at the end of 2018 on the PGA Tour. Looking forward to the year upcoming. Here is David Hearn with Bob Weeks. Here is David Hearn uh, with a a little uh, post-Thanksgiving break here now for you, David, then before you get ready. But uh, just, I guess, to look back is and and to start this interview is to kind of explain to us where you are right now in the... uh, in the grand scheme of uh, exemptions that is the PGA Tour. Yeah, my status isn't exactly what I would say is ideal for next year, but it's 
in the grand scheme of things, big picture, it's really not that bad either. Um, I'm not going to be able to pick and choose my schedule like I have the last few years, but uh, I'm still going to get at the end of the year when all is said and done, you know, between 18 and 20 events, hopefully. And, um, you know, that should be enough time for me to, you know, get what I need to get done. And it's just going to put a little bit more uh, emphasis on playing well when I do get in those events. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'm pretty optimistic that it's going to turn out better for me in the end. In, uh, the past two years, I've spent a lot of time playing, um, you know, all around the world, traveled a lot. I've played over 30 events for two years in a row, um, which is a, is a, a lot of events in today's uh, golf schedule. So, um, you know, I think um, next year, you know, having a few less events, I might be a little bit more rested. I might be a little bit more prepared for each and every event that I play. And, um, you know, I think it might turn out better for me. And, um, you know, after that, you know, maybe I'll change my schedule going forward and, and try to take a little bit more time off. But we'll see how this year goes. And, uh, you know, I definitely have a lot of respect for those guys that uh, that travel and play two tours. Um, you know, it really takes a big toll on you. And, um, you know, I can see how some of those guys get worn out the way they do. Um, you you spent a lot of time last year working on some swing changes. When you brought that in, when you brought those swing changes in, did you realize it would probably be sort of a one step back to take two steps forward kind of process? Yeah, I don't think it needs to be, and I wouldn't think that I did take one step back. You know, I think I had a bit of a tough year, and it it certainly I don't think was a result of the golf swing changes that I made. I, I wasn't quite as good on the greens last year, especially in the early going. Um, and, um, you know, I think in the end, I ended up having to put a little bit more pressure on that short game to try to make things happen sort of through the midsummer. Um, overall, um, my, my ball striking numbers, you know, at the end of the year were very, very good. Uh, and the, in the fall series, you know, I've, I'm starting to hit the ball really well and, and probably close to the best I've hit it in my career. So as far as the results go, yeah, that was a step backwards, no doubt. Um, but, um, in reality, um, you know, I still feel like I'm, I'm making the necessary changes to keep moving forward. Um, I was talking to Jason Logan uh, recently uh, about it as well, and, and we kind of commented on basically on the PGA Tour with how competitive it is now and how competitive the young players are. You really need to try to continue to make efforts to get better. And um, if you don't do that, you're, you're going to be falling behind. And at my age, especially I'm 38 now, I'm certainly not old in golf, but, um, you know, it just seems like it is getting a bit younger these days. Um, you know, I need to continue to try to make some necessary changes to, to stay competitive and to see myself have a good career for the next eight or ten years, which I do see. And I, and I definitely feel like, um, you know, despite the results last year, uh, if you look at the second half of my year, I really started to play some nice golf. And uh, the fall series, I played okay this year. I had, thankfully, I had a nice round to finish off the season. Um, but it's it's really close. I know that uh, next year, um, you know, I'm ready to hit the ground running. It, it is so competitive. I don't know in your years on the PGA Tour if it's ever been as competitive, competitive as it is right now. I mean, the, the margin between making the cut or uh, getting a check or whatever is, is so razor thin out there. How much pressure does that put on you guys week to week? I'm not necessarily talking about when you're out there playing, but, but when you're looking at numbers and when you're looking at where you are and where you're looking at rankings and things like that, um, how much pressure is there in the back of your mind to, to kind of compete? Yeah, I, it's all how you kind of interpret the pressure. Everybody feels the pressure on the golf course. Everybody gets nervous. We all want to do the best we can. We all want to compete. It's a natural reaction to feel that way. Um, but I think, you know, even more so than, than just the cuts, like you were saying, um, if you look at, like, the Sunday leaderboards, uh, you know, last 
the last event of the year in Sea Island. Uh, Austin Cook kind of was running away with it and had like one challenger there. But, um, you know, if you look at how close the board is between, say, fifth position to 25th or 30th, um, you know, it's usually only a handful of shots. And those handful of shots are, you know, in the clutch. They're right down the stretch. And if you can make a couple birdies coming in or if you were to happen to stumble and make a couple of bogeys, it can go from being, you know, a lot of FedEx Cup points and, and a decent check to, to not very much. And I think that's where the Tour has really um, gotten more competitive is just how tight those leaderboards are on the weekends. I've talked to, you know, some caddies and, and some players that have been out there for, you know, 25, 30 years. And, you know, they used to say on the weekend, you know, sometimes you'd see, you know, part of the field kind of fade away and then the rest of the field kind of move forward. But you see more and more the players on the weekend continuing to move forward. You don't see too many players. You see occasionally guys have tough weekends. But uh, for the most part, um, once you get to the weekend, you know, you still have to really keep playing hard to, to keep moving forward. And I think uh, that's, that just shows how deep the fields are and, and how competitive it really is. Uh, this has been a big year for uh, David Hearn off the golf course as well with a number of charity efforts and junior golf initiatives and things that have uh, you, you've, you've had. Uh, how satisfying is that part of uh, of what you do? It's been incredibly satisfying. I think when you turn pro, you don't think about doing stuff like this. And, you know, you're always focused on trying to get better and move up the ranks. And now I've gotten into a position where uh, it's been really great to give back. And it, it's so rewarding. The foundation, uh, we're in our third year now. Uh, the first two years were incredibly successful. Uh, we've added so many things to uh, the portfolio, if you will, for the for the foundation with the uh, wine label, the junior tournaments, uh, the hats that we're selling, uh, as well as the David Hearn Charity Classic. So we've got a whole bunch of different ways that we continue to try to wear, raise awareness and, and kind of uh, also try to raise funds for the foundation. And it's been uh, incredibly rewarding to, to be able to give back in that way and, um, you know, something that, that I'm very proud of and uh, my wife's really enjoyed getting involved with it as well. So um, it, it's definitely been a nice balance for me to uh, to realize that uh, you know it's not all just about making the birdies. It's about you know giving back and you know trying to help other people through what we're doing as well. All right. Well, thanks for spending some time with us and uh, and all the best for the holidays. Thank you, Bob. All the best for yourself as well. Always good to hear from David Hearn and good luck, Hernsey, in 2018. I will see you out there early, my friend, with my PGA Tour radio. Schedule. On the other side, we're going to hear from Brad Fritch in the season that was and the season that is upcoming for Fritchie. Also, we had some time to spend with Fritchie this year, which was fun, was he was our analyst at our Masters broadcast early in the year for TSN. And that was great to get to know Brad a little differently in a different capacity and look forward to hopefully seeing him again as well early in 2018. We'll hear from him upcoming shortly. Do not forget, Season 8 of Golf Talk Canada Radio debuts Saturday February the 3rd. That's right, Season 8. You didn't hear it wrong. I don't know where the time went myself as well. But Season 8 of Golf Talk Canada Radio kicks off Saturday, February the 3rd. Bob and I are back live, and we'll be with you for the entire 2018 campaign. Also, Golf Talk Canada Television debuting in the middle of March. And we'll get more details to follow, but Golf Talk Canada TV back as well, and we'll be continuing our regular schedule on TSN TV in 2018. Looking forward to a busy year of golf. We'll be back. Coming up next, Brad Fritch, one-on-one with Bob Weeks. This is Golf Talk Canada, one-on-one with our Canadians on the PGA Tour special right here on GTC. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Moto Caddy and Stewart Golf Dream Machines, the Canadian market leader in electric walking golf trolleys. Sold in over 30 countries around the world, they offer the widest selection of golf trolleys for players of all ages, abilities, and budgets. For more information, visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC as we get set to wrap up today's show. We've heard from Hadwin, Connors, Hearn. Let's hear from one more. From Ottawa, Ontario, originally now making his home in North Carolina, Bob went one-on-one with Canadian Brad Fritch. And joined now by Brad Fritch. Uh, and Brad, I don't know um, how you would sum up uh, the 2017 season for you, but uh, certainly one of frustration would be the way I might put it, but I'll, I'll let you describe describe the season for you. Yeah, I I think of it as a, a culmination of three years of frustration, really. Um, 2015 was, you know, I kept my card on the web tour, but there was a lot of missed opportunities. 2016, on the web, I did win and finished second in back-to-back weeks. But other than that, I really had a tough time out there. I'm fortunate to, to have those two weeks and never really, you know, quite found my footing in 2017 on the PGA Tour. So um, it's, it's been kind of a lean stretch of, of golf for three years and and you know the the hard work's being put in it's just you know it must be in the wrong places and we've identified a few things uh going forward that i need to do and i, I think it's coming together but uh you know i'm not getting younger so I, it, it, it better get it better get better soon um i know last year one of the biggest frustrations was was just the way that the system is set up that it makes it very difficult for guys who are in your position web graduates who perhaps uh, don't have the greatest of status to just to get in and play and and even when you do to get some kind of a rhythm going how how frustrating is that part of it 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 was a little bit difficult Um, you know I think I figured out that from January to June I've played in six or seven events and so one event per month that doesn't really give you much in the way of of momentum Um, now whether that would have been positive or negative momentum in my case since I was playing so poorly I'm not sure Um, but but I'm a firm believer in you know, you only need one week out of the year to do great things. So it, it was disappointing only to get, I believe, 17 starts last year. Um, from the looks of it, they've they've fixed the system. Uh, I think almost every web graduate got in every fall event, uh, you know, this past year. So that's a good thing, and hopefully that'll be the case going forward. So so where does it leave you now going looking ahead? I know you're, you said you're working on some changes. You're doing some things differently. But uh, in terms of, of what your calendar, what your schedule is going to look up, what your uh, your airline tickets are going to look at, like where you're going to play, what what have you been able to identify so far? Yeah, so from 2016 and my win on the Web.com tour, I've got you know membership on that tour. Uh, my status isn't great, but I believe that I'll get at least three or four of the first seven events out there, uh, whether that's the two in the Bahamas in January, whether it's Panama, Colombia, or events on the mainland i'm not sure that's always up for not debate but you just never know how it's going to fall depending on who plays but i think the the one positive thing that i see is that more 
more guys are getting into the PGA Tour events, so they won't come back down and play on the web. So I think that's going to open up a few spots each week, and I think I should be okay uh, at the start of the year. So, I mean, I guess what it comes down to is, uh, is, is if you don't like your status, play better kind of deal, right? It's always, uh, it's always better play always sort of helps everything. Always, always is. Um, you know, that's the universal comeback to any any complaint about anything in golf is you don't like it, you just need to play better, and that'll fix itself. So um, I've spent a couple of years on the web on on those player advisory councils, and we're trying to make changes so that it's it's more fair, more equitable. But you know, good play always trumps everything else. Right. It's uh, it's a tough way to make a living for sure. For sure. Um, when you when you look back now at uh, at last year and you're identifying the changes going forward, what kind of things are you doing to your game that uh, that you hope will help? Well, I, as you know, I had a lot of foot problems in 2016, and I think it just bled into this year. Um, I was completely healthy this year, but I just never found the, my golf swing off the tee. That was the thing that was killing me. Um, you know, a hazard per day or, or a chip out of the trees or whatever, you just can't afford to have that many things go wrong off the tee. And one thing I did was I switched from a driver shaft that I've been using for a couple of years, and I guess it got progressively worse, but in the beginning it was quite good. But I, I ended up switching back to a $60 graphite design shaft that anyone can get. I'm not even sure they make it anymore, but <laughs> I went back to it, and all of a sudden my ball flight completely changed. Uh, for the better, the miss is better, and now I'm I'm turning it over right to left better than I than I have in the past. So that was one thing that I, I wish I didn't change, but that was three years ago, and I did play some good tournaments with the old driver. Um, but it, it, it just gotten to the point. I'm not sure if I wasn't if I wasn't strong enough to to literally use that shaft or what, but it just became a uh, it became a complete liability. So I've I've eliminated that got it back to my old driver. Um, I could go into the technicality of the golf swing, but, <laughs> but, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just, there's a, there's a few things that, that I was doing. I was just not, I was not getting what I would call underneath. I, I wasn't, you know, propelling myself up into the air. I was coming down on the ball with every club. And for me, that doesn't work. And all of a sudden I went from hitting a draw to hitting a fade. And yeah. that just, that completely messed me up, and so that was this whole year was just trying to deal with that, uh, not but just trying to keep it, you know, within the boundaries of the golf course, and and go from there. So not not a fun way to play golf on the best tour in the world, that's for sure. No, but now at least a familiar ball flight for you, something that you can you're recognizing. Familiar, and and when we finally got it. You know, I thought, wow, that's how it's supposed to feel when you hit the ball. It's not, you know, it shouldn't feel so abrupt at the bottom and, and digging into the turf. You should be getting through the turf, you know, with, well, with a little bit more ease. And so finally I'm finding that part of it, which is great. Brad, we wish you all the best for uh, for 2018 and uh, have a happy, uh, happy and healthy holiday. I appreciate that. Thanks. Good luck to Fritchie, Hernsey, Corey Connors and Adam Hadwin for 2018 and all our professionals on all tours. Canada well represented. You'll hear from all of them this year on Golf Talk Canada radio and television. Now, speaking of that, Season 8 kicks off. We're in studio, Bob and I live, to kick off the new season of radio Saturday, February the 3rd. Television season will kick off middle of March. More details to follow. And, of course, 20 weeks of TaylorMade is also back 
this year for Golf Talk Canada, television, radio, social media, etc. That will kick off Masters Week. More details to follow. But Radio First, Saturday, February the 3rd. Thank you so much for listening. We're excited about the upcoming season. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. Thank you so much for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. GTC.